Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a good morning. And, uh, thank you for being here today. And if you will, go ahead and get your Bible. And let's start on the 83rd Psalm today. The 83rd Psalm. You can, uh, in your tablet, your Bible, whatever uh, you have, pull up on your computer screen like uh, I'm doing here. The advantage to that is you can um, blow it up big enough you can see it. That's uh, the good thing about putting it on the computer screen. So uh, the 83rd Psalm, you'll notice that it says uh, that this is also uh, a psalm uh, or a song uh, of Asaph. And that will be the last time we see that. Uh, this is the final uh, psalm of, uh, of Asaph, or at least the final one uh, that we uh, attribute to him. I guess it's possible that uh, there are others, but uh, most likely this is the final uh, psalm. And uh, you will <clears throat> notice uh, the superscription there uh, says that it is to the chief musician uh, upon Gittith. Uh, and what that is uh, talking about uh, is that's relating uh, to the wine press when they would squeeze the grapes. Um, and so this psalm uh, is going to be talking about uh, pressure uh, on the nation uh, of Israel. Uh, we are not completely sure uh, of the setting. Uh, there's a lot of disagreement uh, about this psalm because we really don't know uh, of a uh, of a historical uh, situation that um, that fits what is described uh, in this psalm. Uh, we're going to see that it uh, it uh, appears. Uh, and many believe uh, that it is uh, related to the time when uh, Jehoshaphat was king. Um, and there are, uh, it appears to be 10 nations uh, who have come together uh, and attack Israel, uh, coming against them. And so uh, the psalmist is uh, calling uh, on God for assistance and uh, protection uh, during this time. What we learn from it, uh, again, uh, is I hope you're never in a situation where you are uh, attacked by 10 uh, enemy nations, uh, but um, you very well may be attacked by 10 enemies. Uh, and so this is a, um, again, this, uh, this psalm is one for us when we are in um, desperate situation, when we are uh, in... Um, in, in, uh, under uh, a lot of, uh, of pressure um, and uh, how he deals with it. Uh, again, the psalm <clears throat> is uh, God, uh, Asaph, crying out um, in desperation uh, for the assistance uh, of, uh, of God. Again, there are uh, 10 nations uh, that have come together uh, and attacked um, appears to be uh, imminent uh, against them, uh, against Israel. And uh, again, there's uh, a lot of um, a lot of opinion uh, as to when uh, it actually, uh, what it's actually uh, referring to. Uh, but um, I said I, I don't know, and, and I guess nobody really knows the exact setting. Uh, but what it does <clears throat> put us in mind of 
uh, is that uh, it reminds us that Satan uh, has and is and will always be uh, in, in opposition uh, to God's people uh, and uh, will continue uh, right up till the return uh, of Jesus Christ and so uh, and his uh, and the defeat uh, of Satan and so uh, this psalm became, uh, I think, a very important psalm uh, song uh, for the uh, for the Hebrews. Uh, again, that uh, they would sing in in times uh, of, of desperation, in times of uh, of um, of sorrow, in times of pressure. Um, and so we're going to look at it. And uh, with that, again, it's a good psalm. Uh, I've used this phrase a couple times. Good psalm to keep in your toolbox. Uh, to remember uh, when you are uh, in those uh, desperate times, the words, uh, the lesson uh, of this psalm. Uh, this psalm begins uh, much like uh, we have seen before uh, with uh, the first verse. Keep, thou, keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace, and be not still, uh, O God. It's an interesting uh, prayer that uh, Asaph makes here uh, as he appeals uh, to God. Uh, again, um, they are um, the, the nation of Israel um, is um, in, uh, in, in desperate times. They are um, unnerved as they look uh, and they see this, um, this confederacy that has formed uh, against them, this uh, gathering of nations uh, that was coming up uh, against them. And during that time, uh, again, it appears uh, what really makes this situation worse, uh, again, you see it in that opening line, keep not silent God. Don't be quiet. Don't be silent now, Lord. Um, and I think um, probably many of us can um, kind of uh, identify uh, with that feeling uh, that sometimes in our life, sometimes we have situations uh, and it appears, uh, it seems like uh, God is um, God is absent, uh, that he doesn't, that he's not uh, getting uh, involved. Uh, you know, here they, they are looking at, um, you know, they're, they're um, you know, they're looking at a, at a, an attack any moment, um, and they haven't heard, um, anything from God about, um, you know, what to do, uh, how to respond, uh, and they are getting desperate. Uh, and so we begin this, uh, by understanding, uh, one of the things that, uh, they cry out for. Uh, a, a pattern, a message uh, for you and I is then for uh, for for God to uh, for God to speak for guidance uh, from God uh, Himself. Uh, Asaph he he presses God. He puts pressure on God that uh, God would uh, speak uh, to His people. 
the the people of Israel are are you know in fear. They're they're scared, uh, and they needed to hear uh, from God. They needed to hear uh, from their Lord, their their leaders, their uh, their king, their military uh, needed specific. Uh, guidance. They needed uh, steps to take. Um, and evidently, so far, uh, God has uh, been uh, been silent. And so he is begging God uh, to speak, uh, to give them some form uh, of, uh, of, of guidance. Hold not uh, that peace. Uh, and, you know, I know we the word peace, um, you know, again, that, that it means what you think it does. There, it's not talking about uh, hold back peace from war, um, that kind of peace. But it's as we would say to somebody to speak your peace. Um, and, and so he's saying to uh, to God to uh, again, he's calling on him to to speak to give him. Uh, direction uh, and leadership. And then he finishes this verse by saying, uh, be not still. Uh, and so he, he moves uh, really uh, a little further. He doesn't want God just to speak. He wants God to act. Uh, he wants God to intervene uh, on their part. Uh, he says, you know, we want to hear from you, uh, but we don't want to just hear from you. We want to see you. Uh, we want to see you get involved. We want to see you uh, act on the behalf uh, of your people. We want you to uh, intervene, to come against uh, our enemies. We, you know, we don't you know, we don't know what exactly we want you to do, but we want you to do something. Um, you know, you can, you know, if, uh, you know, if you were uh, to put this, uh, this verse uh, in simple uh, 2021, uh, you know, Southern uh, American English, it'd be speak up and do something, Lord. Uh, you know, uh, say something, do something uh, is uh, what the psalmist is saying. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, again, when you look at that, it's easy to look at that and think, well, he's being uh, kind of uh, demanding or brash of God. But that's what the people needed uh, at that time. And so uh, one of the lessons that I, that I hope you've been hearing and seeing over and over and over through these Psalms uh, is that uh, God's people can go to God boldly, that we can go to God uh, with, our, uh, with our burdens and make our needs uh, known and, and cry out to God. Uh, for his voice, cry out to God for his uh, intervention, for his um, for his uh, for his um, action uh, in our life, and and so uh, you you can read that verse and you you can see the um, the urgency um, in that uh, in in that prayer, and um, you know sometimes we you know we we pray and it's kind of a you know, one of those now lay me down to sleep prayers, um, you know, not much, you know, not much substance, not much uh, urgency, but um, you've probably all uh, been in a situation where it was urgent. And so these are the two most important things uh, that Asaph could think of in this time. Lord, I need to hear your voice and I need to see you move. 
and so today, uh, let me encourage you that uh, whatever uh, battles, whatever pressure, you, again, you may not, I hope you don't, uh, have 10 nations gathered outside your door uh, wanting to attack, but it may feel like it, um, that uh, these two things will be on the top of your list um, as you pray. Lord, I need to hear from you. I need to know what I should do next. I need to, uh, you know, too many times what we do is we uh, we act and then we go back and say, okay, God, bless my actions, uh, fix my mess. Uh, the psalmist teaches us here uh, that we pray for God's wisdom and direction first, uh, and then we act, and then he prays that God would uh, intervene. So if you learn anything in this psalm, you learn to pray for two things. You learn to pray for God to hear from God and to see God work. Uh, and uh, that'd be a great prayer. Hey, pray that for our church. Uh, pray that for our churches, uh, that we would hear from heaven and that we would see God act. Pray that for our nation. Uh, pray that for your family. Uh, that's a great prayer. Uh, God, I need to hear from you and I need to see you act. And um, that, that's, uh, I think that would transform uh, our lives. Have a great day. We'll see you back here first thing Wednesday morning.